Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today, my friends, is a day in which a podcast will be recorded, this being it. Many podcasts recorded today, presumably around the world, as they are, uh, how you say, popular. Sort of on that note, uh, this is just sort of a little interesting tidbit that just happened, and that is uh, Mark Marin, one of the sort of granddaddies of the podcast medium, uh, just had on uh, President Barack Obama. So uh, I heard Chris Hardwood talking about it a little bit, and uh, I do think it's kind of neat that... Uh, something that a lot of people have no idea what it is that may bring it more into the forefront and uh, potentially make a podcast that much more popular although those who know of them it's sort of a strange medium uh, I had no plans to talk of all of these things that I'm talking about but uh, sometimes you just go with the flow and that's what this is a flow uh, this medium is strange in that it varies quite widely between people who have never heard of a podcast and have no idea what it is, and those who know what it is, know what it is, and just friggin' love it to death. And uh, some, like myself, who have an addiction towards uh, more so listening, but even the producing of podcasts. So it's very, very interesting. Folks... None of that has to do with anything that I normally talk about, and I don't know why I said it all, but hey, what the hell. Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. I say that for the reason that there quite possibly even likely will be spoilers, so this is a warning of them. This is probably your one and only warning, so please, for the love of God, take heed of this warning. I have an abundance of heed. Have no worry about how much heat I have. Take all that you need of my heed. Heed. Which is Scottish for head. Hmm. Another thing I like to say at the top of every show is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No. That is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps. You rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes. As, uh, you know, those are things that podcasts enjoy, and this is one so it would enjoy it. Meaning I would, if you did that. Thank you. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to push a button that will get us officially started thusly. Today's movie monologue sponsor is the Prison Milkshake Company Limited. Uh, 
Our milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard. Uh, thank you to that sponsor for sponsoring this shortish movie Monday in which I have only brought back two movies. So uh, pretty late on the movies. Normally I have more. Potentially this will mean that uh, I'll actually be able to fit the movies into the allotted five minute time period. Uh, hey, fingers crossed. Movie the first is titled, or titled if you prefer, Get Hard. This is the uh, Will Ferrell, uh, Kevin Hart joint, Ferrell and Hart, together again at last. Or maybe not again, but at last. Have they been in a movie? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe they have. Let me read the Imbida to give you a little tease as to what this movie is. When millionaire James King, played by Will Ferrell, is jailed for fraud and bound for San Quentin... He turns to Darnell Lewis, played by the uh, Kevin Hart, to prep him to go behind bars. Now, I could be wrong, but is this not a very, very similar plot to another movie uh, with, I think, oh, I can't remember his name. And because of the name curse, I will be unable to remember it or... uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, there's at least one, possibly two movies in which this is a sort of similar theme. Uh, I think the other one is The New Guy, isn't it? Uh, which is kind of a, a hidden gem in the sense that I don't think many people have seen The New Guy. Uh, and I would definitely recommend that you see that. I think I probably like The New Guy better than this movie, Get Hard. Uh, that being said, there's definitely laughs to be had with these two teaming up. It's got the feel, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, of a buddy cop movie uh, in the sense that there's crimes and they are buddies that start off hating each other and then they love each other then they hate each other and then they end loving each other. That is your typical buddy cop formula and this follows it pretty much to a T. Uh, Not necessarily a bad thing, uh, not necessarily a good thing. I, I think it's easier to tread ground that has been tread before such as this uh, and not take any chances and still be funny Um, you could go different routes and have it go horribly wrong but you could go different routes and have it go horribly right as well Uh, that being said uh, I'm going to give this movie a solid 3 with some definite 4 maybe even like a five out of five moment so if you are unfamiliar with my rating system three is enjoyed while watching but probably wouldn't watch again uh and that sits pretty well here Uh, you know what i I might bump it up to a four because i could see down the road uh stumbling upon this movie maybe get a couple drinks of me watch it with some friends and you'll have yourself a good time uh speaking of a good time (laughs) that's a not a very good segue uh, let's talk movie the second, Harmontown, H-A-R-M-O-N, town, all one word, a documentary that follows Dan Harmon on tour for his podcast series after he was fired from Community in 2012. The community in question has been spoken of on this very podcast, wait, is that this? No, it must have been last episode, if I do recall. Uh, the television show, Community, Dan Harmon, creator of, creator of? Yeah, creator of. 
super, super funny guy. The reason I know this is because of the sort of aforementioned podcast addiction. Uh, he likes to do podcasts, uh, does sort of the rounds, and uh, apparently had one of his own, which uh, I'd never heard of. I wonder if he still does it. You know what? I meant to make a sort of mental note to myself to uh, see if he still does Harmontown, the podcast, because uh, from all sort of things I have witnessed on this particular movie, uh, it's right up my alley, and I would sort of very, very much fit in with his target audience, sort of to a T, uh, and that's kind of what this movie is about. Uh, it's about him, yes, and following him around, but uh, the way I liked it and liked to sort of come at it was the the ability to see how a podcast could bring together people uh, in a sort of shared love of a thing, which is kind of what, uh, kind of what, fuck, you, look, even with two movies, I, I, I can't skim it down to five minutes, damn it. Anyways, uh, that's kind of what uh, nerddom is. It's, it, it can be a definition of, of being a nerd about something. It's a, a sort of shared love of things, and that's where uh, c- the community of nerddom sort of uh, flourishes, I do believe, is a thing that makes sense. Harmontown the movie, the documentary, if you will, and I hope you will, gets a 4 to 5 out of 5. Very, very good. And uh, recommend if you have any interest in any of the things that I have just said about it. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Don's Drapes. Thank you for that, you lovely, lovely sponsor. Okay, going to talk Mad Men, because I just finished watching the final episodes. So I figured we would bring it back. I I actually couldn't remember if I brought it back on a Television Talk yet. I kind of think I did, just sort of preliminary when I started watching it, or I should specify when the missus and I started watching it, which uh, leads me to my sort of little tidbit that uh, I decided to go on without her. (laughs) She was not feeling it, and um, I don't want to say I don't blame her for not wanting to watch it, because there's not a lot going on on the show, per se, in terms of things. Not a lot of things really happen. Uh, I'm not saying I didn't like it by any means, and why don't I give my rating? I think I have to, on a similar sort of vein, give it a 3 out of 5. I enjoyed my experience of watching the television program Mad Men, but I can't think of a time in the future where my sort of love of it would make me want to revisit it. Uh, That's not to say it a bad show by any means it just it's just a, it kind of felt like not a lot happened uh you know I, I think one of the problems and this is a problem that we've probably all had is I went into it with super super high expectations I always sort of had Mad Men and Breaking Bad on a, on a line with one another 
uh, of similar TV shows. Like, they both sort of came out and ran around the same time. Uh, I watched Breaking Bad, and it was one of the greatest sort of TV experiences I've ever had. Five out of five. I don't know if that was pre-podcast or not, actually. I can't remember. Anyways, uh, and, and then I thought this was going to be in a sort of same... It was going to have a sameness to it that uh, Breaking Bad did, but uh, it never, at least to me, seemed to sort of uh, hold up to those expectations, which uh, is a shame, because it's a good show. It's a good show. The acting good, uh, presumably very accurate to the time. <laughs> My God, this reminds me of sort of not necessarily to do with the show, but uh, I was on The Chive yesterday uh, looking at embarrassing Facebook posts, and one was along the lines of, uh, I, I would really love to meet some of the actors of Mad Men. Uh, too bad they're probably all dead. And then someone asked, what do you mean by that? And then the person's like, well, it took place in the 60s, so probably most, probably all these people are already dead. <laughs> so the person did not apparently get the whole being able to pretend that it's uh, not the present day f- thing that sometimes happens. Which amuses me greatly. Uh, so uh, Don Draper is a character. Like this is kind of a strange thing to say. Maybe Don Draper is a character who I have great interest in. So in terms of rating characters, which I've never done before, I probably give him a five out of five. Very very interesting dude. A lot of uh, a, a lot of levels. A lot of things going on with this character that. Uh, I could potentially be interested to know more of. Uh, maybe it's the, the reason that it's not blowing my socks off is advertising. That whole world. Uh, similar to House of Cards, if you listen to uh, my talk of that. Uh, Kevin Spacey on that show, just amazing. Uh, blew my socks off. I, I could practically watch him eat his breakfast in the morning. But the subject matter of... Uh, politics I have zero interest in, so I couldn't continue on with that show. Maybe this, in a sort of similar vein, I have very little to zero interest in um, in advertising. So maybe because that's sort of the backdrop of the show. It's not the focus of the show, but it is the backdrop of what's going on. Maybe that's why I couldn't sort of continue on with this. That's just a thought. Folks, let me know what you think of Mad Men. And why I'm wrong about my opinion. <laughs> Conan the Librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Book Banter. Today's Book Banter sponsor is the Once Men gender reassignment clinic thank you sponsors raking in the dough today raking it in today's sponsor is or today's book that we're gonna banter about is titled or again titled if you prefer and i hope you do uh armageddon's children by terry brooks which if you listened to last book banter i do believe it was last book banter you knew i was going to read this and mentioned that i was enjoying it uh, before I had finished reading it, and now that I have finished reading it, I can say I did very much enjoy it. In fact, oh, you know what? <laughs> this is kind of interesting. I don't plan 
much of anything, to be honest, with regards to this podcast. Uh, but one of the things that I don't plan is what I'm going to rate things. I kind of just, whatever pops up when I remember to rate. Uh, I don't know if I can go 5 out of 5 on this. So, that's my rating. Now, uh, I'm tempted to leave that as my rating. It's definitely a 4, if not a 5. Okay? very much enjoyed it and i think that has to do with something that is indicated in the title and that is armageddon aka i do believe the apocalypse uh this has come up on the podcast quite a number of times uh in various medias probably books primarily yeah i think books primarily that uh, anything post or uh not pre, well, yeah, pre if it's going to get too post-apocalyptic, uh, I tend to enjoy. Uh, I used to, until even quite recently, wonder uh, if I was a sort of alone in this fact, but obviously I'm not. And I think uh, the reason that I sort of came to that conclusion fully is because there was an article in Wired magazine about... Uh, Oh, Tomorrowland, the movie Tomorrowland, that took a uh, post-apocalyptic version, uh, not in the sense that in the future it's going to be a dystopia, but rather a utopia. And that made me realize when it sort of tanked at the box office that I am obviously not alone in the fact that I like a world sort of crumbling around us and um, sort of things, themes that follow that vein rather than uh, utopia. Although I don't think I've ever really read a book where the, the future was utopian, so I don't know. Uh, anyways, this is in the Shannara series from Mr. Terry Brooks, which uh, I'm starting to kind of get into. I, I've read a book here and there. Uh, this jumps hundreds or a hundred or some indeterminate amount of time ahead from the last series that I wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, in fact, I even spoke of how I skipped the third book in the series, and I can verify that me skipping that third book has had zero impact on my enjoyment of this book, in which the world, now ravaged by nuclear war and plague, lies in ruins, overrun by demons and other monsters, with the remaining humans forced into tightly controlled fortress-like compounds. A group of children, the ghosts, hide out in the ruins of downtown Seattle. Their leader, Hawk, is a multi-talented and unaware that he is a gypsy morph, a magical creature. He has a prophetic dream in which he leads a large group into a new promised land. Uh, so that's sort of your backdrop of this, which I read from the Wikipedia page. So sue me. Uh, I just wanted to kind of give you an idea of how cool that sort of premise is. Uh, it's basically combining a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's combining post-apocalyptic with the addition of magic, which I don't think I've ever heard before. But uh, <laughs> the strange thing is, I've, I've had and continue to have an idea for a fantasy uh, series or at the very least book of my own in which, and please don't steal this idea, uh, in which the apocalypse happens and the, apoc the apocalypse happens and uh, I use that to explain 
and sort of as scientifically as possible uh, the existence of things like uh, elves and dwarves and orcs and 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 sort of how uh, I could take a scientifically uh, designed apocalypse and explain how the Hobbit happened. The, that sort of idea. And there's sort of ways in which I, I, I figured it out. I, I got it all written down, which is kind of one of the nerdier things about me. Uh, <laughs> things like uh, the, the humans who fled underground to escape, uh, for example, radiation, uh, they, they, they grew to be a sort of a, a compact and uh, eventually turned into what would be considered dwarves and how uh, elves, I forget, I forget what my explanation for elves were. They, they lived in sort of uh, under domes and kind of arboretums or, or something like that. I had, I had explanations for everything and it was pretty goddamn delightful. Today's game, Gab and Sponsor, is The Witcher 3 Wildberry Bunt Cake. Thank you. You. Okay, as predicted, going to be talking about The Witcher 3, colon, The Wild Hunt, yet again, and for the foreseeable future. If I was a professional reviewer at all, I would potentially try to uh, speed through my playing of this video game and um, play uh, quickly so I could come back here and give a, a thoughtful review of it. But I am not a professional, nor getting paid to review at all. In fact, uh, I'm playing the same way I would if I was not to talk about it. So, there. Uh, what that means is I just play on the weekends. I, I've never really played video games during the week. The only exception I ever can sort of off the top of my head was definitely Fallout 3 and maybe New Vegas. Sometimes I would come home and play after work. Uh, but normally I save all my playing just for the weekends. Uh, so that being said, uh, it's it, I don't play through games as quickly as those who play sort of every single day. Uh, again, that being said, double that being said, I'm just about done playing through the first sort of, uh, or I guess it would be the, the second, if you count the sort of prologue, uh, the second map of Novigrad. Uh, almost done just about, i got to be in the high 90s, 90% of every single mission, side mission, uh, treasure hunt, uh, you name it, I've just about cleaned every single thing I think that can be cleaned up on that map. Uh, this coming weekend, I plan to finally uh, finish everything and then work my way over to, uh, I guess it's like a group of islands called Skrglige or some such. So uh, pretty excited that even just this first sort of section of this game took me quite a while and intensive playings and really was a lot of fun. So uh, the fact that 
it's just the sort of tip of the iceberg uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with. Although I kind of knew that going in. If you've heard anything of this game, you've probably heard, you know, 100 plus hours. Uh, I can easily see that being that fact. Uh, a lot of bang for your buck in this for sure. Which, again, something that a professional reviewer of video games usually quite often doesn't take into account. But... Uh, I do, very much. If I pay what I paid for this game, uh, and I also bought the, uh, ex- uh, the expansion, the expansion pass as well, so I will say it was like 80 bucks on Steam, uh, I do want to play. If I play for 80 hours, which guaranteed I will be over 80 hours, that's a dollar an hour, which, uh, you know, as a spool of Funhouse would say, it's a pretty good bang for your buck right there. Um, the sort of wrapping up of this that I have to do is finish my Gwent deck. Uh, this reminds me a little bit of a game. Well, it's a game within a game. Uh, it's not too, too in-depth. It's sort of a card game that you can play within this game, and you've got to sort of build up your deck. That sort of a little bit reminds me of the, the card game they had in, uh, and Fallout New Vegas, which uh, I used to like playing, uh, because I knew the trick to always win. <laughs> this one, not not quite as much. Uh, it takes a little more strategy, and you can't s- sort of play anyone at any time. You can, but you're going to lose. You you start sort of got to search around and get your cards to make your your deck better, uh, which is just kind of a, a bit of an indication of how deep this game is. That a game within this game means you have to search around the world to get cards to be better at the game within the game. So you're, you're, you're playing a game to get better at the game within a game. Kind of a very, very meta. Yeah, I don't know if it's meta really, but that's a word I'm going to use to describe it. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is uh, my Dungeons and Dragons themed pub, which is called Dungeons and Flagons. Yeah, if I if I ever get a pub that I'm able to theme Dungeons and Dragons, I'm gonna call it Dungeons and Flagons. So don't take that idea, you sons of bitches. Okay, uh, item the first is uh, an oldie, but a goodie, but a returning to me. Oh, wow. Uh, It is something called Nerd Poker. Uh, It's a podcast that back in the day I used to listen to, and I can almost guarantee in a long time ago episode uh, spoke of it is where uh, host... Yeah, host, sure. Host Brian Posehn, who's a super, super funny comedian, who I recommend you check out anything he has done comedically, which I suppose I would include this, uh, sits around and plays, you guessed it, Dungeons and Dragons with some of his friends, some of his friends being of the comedically inclined. And uh, that's a show, Jerry. That's a show. Uh, on paper, sounds interesting, if you are into that sort of thing. If you are not, probably sounds horrible. Uh, 
<laughs> if you are not and actually listen to it, I think you will be pleasantly surprised. Uh, I hadn't listened to an episode in quite a while because of uh, work-related things and not having sort of access to podcast as I used to. Uh, and then recently, I've sort of uh, worked it out at work where I can listen while working once more. Uh, and now have even more time than I used to to listen to podcasts. So I'm living in a land of plenty and decided that uh, I would return to this uh, podcast that I used to listen to. And boy, am I glad I did, because something about this particular format while working uh, is just really, really more than, say, like a talk show format seemed to pull me in. Like, I, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, I remembered liking it uh, from days gone by, but I didn't remember liking it as much as I have. What I decided to do, since there are a shit ton of episodes, is uh, I went online and did a little research, because I didn't want to start right from the beginning again, because I I listened to a bunch already, and I didn't remember where I sort of left off. So I went online and did a little research and found out that uh, if you don't want to start at episode number one, uh, you can start at episode number 74 in which they start a new Dungeons and Dragons campaign. So that's what I did. Uh, interesting here because the the dungeon master is Blaine Kapach. Blaine Kapach is uh, <laughs> he's kind of like uh, reminds me a little bit of uh, Scott Ackerman in the sense that a lot of the times uh, I find his jokes I'll laugh super super loud. Uh, no one else will laugh. <laughs> so he, both he and Scott Ackerman, I, I quite often they have, they have the same effect on me, where they'll tell jokes that uh, that are amusing to themselves uh, and me and none of the rest of the human race, presumably. Uh, he's a right. He he's been on a. He used to be on a show way back in the day called Beat the Geeks. Uh, he apparently writes for At Midnight now. He's been on uh, I think once or twice. If you ever get a chance to look for his comedy, I recommend you do so. Uh, maybe I didn't sell too well with saying what I've said, but still, yeah, but still. Uh, anyways, uh, recommend you check this out. Uh, I should move on to my last and final items, plural, because I just checked and I'm almost out of time. Uh, the last items is just the E3 coverage from uh, specifically from GameSpot and uh, also Funhouse. Uh, if you like me are interested in the goings on of E3, there's not as many places as there used to be to get that coverage. I used to go to G4, uh, we would watch Attack of the Show and X Play, and that was I, I would just like sit down and watch that for hours on end the missus would hate it now that those two resources are gone where do i go well i go to the internet and uh so far the best places i have seen in order to experience things that happen at the electronic entertainment expo is uh definitely GameSpot has a more sort of uh in-depth coverage of e3 and they're gonna pick it apart a lot more uh, Funhouses, uh, this is Funhouses' first E3, uh, so there wasn't as much to sort of pick from, but what there was of it was very, very good. 
and uh, maybe higher in the sort of entertainment as opposed to informational value. That being said, I like them both, and uh, that's why they're both uh, they're both there and both good. Is because uh, if you combine both of them, what you're going to have is all the information and all the edutainment that you need in two sources. One source, if you consider the fact that they're both on YouTube, and then you could just, uh, you know, watch all of them. What I would potentially recommend you do is, uh, if you follow me on YouTube, I think you can just Google Jordan Maywood YouTube, and uh, you'll find me that way. What's my uh, what's my uh, uh, forty-seven slow cheetah is my name on it. Uh, I create playlists of all the videos that I watch, so this one will contain all of the videos from uh, E3 from both uh, GameSpot as well as Funhouse that I watched. It's not every single video because I would still be watching because there's so much freaking content, but uh, it is a lot of it. It was all the things that sort of piqued my interest, like things about uh, No Man's Sky which, other than Fallout 4, is a game that really, really has me interested. Um, as well as the HoloLens stuff, which is pretty incredible. And I uh, recommend you check out both of those things. And perhaps other things on my YouTube channel as well. Hey, give myself a little plug. Nothing like plugging yourself. Am I right? Am I right? Folks, that leaves one final thing to say, which is, of course, the always final thing to say, which is, of course... It is nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.